but the thing about this machine is that it's a trial and error kind of thing. I put one lens uh, in front of my eye, and my vision will be blurry, and then I'll have to tell them it's still blurry, and I'll put another one in front of my eyes, and it'll still be blurry. Um, and they'll keep on doing this process until they get it right. Now, this morning, we're going to be looking at this passage from 1 Timothy 2, and as we've mentioned a number of times, uh, this is one of those passages where there has been uh, a great deal of controversy. Uh, forests have been destroyed in the amount of books written by authors who all seem to be disagreeing with each other about uh, what Paul says here and how to apply passages like this. But I want to suggest that the thing that makes this passage difficult is not so much that the words are difficult to understand. Rather, it's the fact that we all come to passages like this, as Susan mentioned, with a particular lens which we, through which we see the world. Now, these lenses are not always good or bad, it's just the reality. But they can blur the way that we see things and give us certain passages like this through a particular cultural lens. Uh, I think it's fair to say that in Australia we live in a fairly egalitarian culture. Uh, we like to cut down tall copies. Uh, we like to reciprocate when uh, our friend buys us a beer. Uh, unless they're my friends, that they never reciprocate. Uh, we think that men and women should work the same jobs. And so it may seem a little bit strange when we come to passages like this and see that the Bible is restricting in some way women from doing certain things. Or we may see things from a particular philosophical lens. It's undeniable, isn't it, that since the 60s, feminism has shaped the way the world thinks about the roles of men and women. More recently, uh, it's not so much feminism, but there has been a shift to thinking about the world in terms of power and oppression. And so any idea of submission and authority in the scriptures can be viewed with a level of suspicion. Or we may see things from an experiential lens. Uh, it was wonderful to hear uh, Susan speaking about the positive experiences with Mandy 
practice more mystery for us. Uh, we've heard a lot of things today. What does this all mean? What does all this mean for us? And especially for our women. Well, I think when we come to passages like this, uh, it's easy to think that God is trying to restrict women in some way. I mean, women are just as intelligent as men, and just as capable as men in many areas, and just as gifted as men, especially when it comes to teaching. And so why is God restricting women from doing the teaching at church? It is true that God does draw some clear boundaries here, doesn't he, for women in the church. So on the one hand, I think it's clear that women are not to give a sermon in the context of the Sunday gathering or a church gathering. On the other hand, I think it's clear that women should not be the elders of a church whose job it is to teach and to exercise authority in the church. But within those boundaries, that God has given to 